1: watching defensive linemen right now at the Combine, as are we on the NFL Network. This is the way it goes, unless you're one of the lucky fans who gets to sit at Lucas Oil Stadium and do it. What do Colts fans need out of Chris Ballard in order to get the right guy at quarterback? Or let's talk about whether Chris Ballard tempted and what might tempt him to go off the board go away from a quarterback, and take somebody like Will Anderson at four or trade back and take something else. What's going to happen in this draft? It's a great test for Chris Ballard. What are the criteria and what's the internal process that Ballard's going to use in making those decisions? We'll talk about it. We'll also talk about Indiana University basketball. IU, man, do they have a big weekend coming up. They got that game against Michigan, 430 on Sunday afternoon at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. If they win, based on what happens tonight, they need some things to go right this weekend in order to get a double buy in Minneapolis. But, you know what, if they don't play better than they played Tuesday night, it doesn't matter what the hell their seed is, right? If you're not playing well, you're going to get run out of Minneapolis by either one of two things is true about the Big Ten – Either they got a bunch of really, really good teams, or they got a bunch of really mediocre teams. It's hard to say because they all beat the hell out of each other. You could have tonight, we'll talk about it. You could have, after tonight, an incredible scenario this coming weekend. Really unprecedented, I think, in the annals of college basketball. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now with Kent Sterling for Thursday, March 2nd, 2023, brought to you by... The great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Jared Johnson's the best plumber that there is. He's been in our crawl space. He's installed our garbage disposal. He has replaced toilets. Don't ask me why we needed the toilets to be replaced, but he's done it all, and he's done it all at a really high level. Give him a call. Seven six five. If you need a plumber, seven six five six one zero eight eight zero eight. It is a nine. It is a beautiful afternoon in Central Indiana. It's not going to be a beautiful night, and it's not going to be a beautiful tomorrow, so we're outside as we can be outside enjoying this weather, because we are going to get rain, and it's going to come down in buckets for about 24, and not quite 24 hours, but close enough. One and a half to three inches of rain possible. Anyway, for those of you who live outside the area, you don't give a damn what the weather is in central Indiana. You care what the weather is where you're at, and if you're in Chicago, it's going to be a hell of a lot worse than it is here. All right, let's talk about the Colts. The Colts watching, interviewing, trying to find the least imperfect of the quarterback candidates in this year's draft, and they're all imperfect. Bryce Young checks all the boxes. If only he could reach him. He's 5'10 and a half. Sometimes that doesn't work in the NFL. So he's a short guy and a slight guy. A lot of people aren't too worried about the height, but they are worried about him being slight. There you go. How about C.J. Stroud? He doesn't have everything. He's he's like, on a scale of 1 to 10, he's about an 8 at everything, but he's not a 10 at anything. You've got Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Anthony Richardson has everything but experience. He doesn't have the tape necessary to say, my God, look at this guy. He doesn't have the experience or the coaching at this point where you say, Whoof. I love his feet. I love his slot. I love everything about this kid fundamentally. You don't love everything about him fundamentally. What he's got is a howitzer for an arm, and he can run like the wind. He has everything. He is a beautiful physical specimen of a quarterback. And then you've got Will Levis. What do you got with Will Levis? You got a guy who, again, checks a lot of boxes, but he makes bad decisions. You've got Hendon Hooker. who has got a torn ACL, and he's 25. Nobody is perfect in this draft. You got a whole bunch of good. So, is anybody, this is the decision that Ballard's got to make. Is anybody so good that you feel compelled to give up next year's number one, number 35 this year, and maybe a two next year in order to move up those three spots? Because if you aren't infatuated, and I mean dead on in love, if you don't find Like what Justin Verlander found in Kate Upton. If you don't find that quarterback, there is no point in giving up draft positions that should yield three starters. No point in giving that up in order to get a guy who you could get at four or an equivalent of that guy at four. Is there a chance that Chris Ballard stays at four and takes Will Anderson? No. There's no chance. And these are from questions that I get in the comments section uh, of this this channel. No, there's no chance that that happens. Is there a chance he trades back and takes somebody else? No. There, there's, there's no chance. Is he going to take a tight end in the first—is he going to trade back to uh, 10 and take Mike Meyer from Notre Dame and, as a tight end? No, there's no chance of that happening. They're going to leave this draft with a quarterback unless he outsmarts himself. Chris Ballard loves doing this. Chris Ballard loves being the smartest guy in the room. And and so he's going to take a look at this, and he's going to look at this, and this is what grinders do. Grinders work 16 hours a day, and they feel like because they work 16 hours a day, they have some kind of special license to figure stuff out that nobody else can figure out. Nobody else. We're going to shock the world, and we're going to do exactly the thing that nobody would expect us to do because we want to be seen as really, really, really smart
0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: And that's exactly the wrong way to do this. There is no point in turning addition and subtraction into calculus. This is not calculus. This is I love this guy. I don't love this guy. That's all it is. It's visceral as much as it is quantifiable. It is it, it's subjective as much as it is objective. You don't hire a football player based on a resume. You meet him. You get to know him. You figure out whether he fits your culture. You do look at all the physical attributes. Certainly you do, especially at a quarterback position and especially in the top five of a draft, top four. Of course you do, but what I- the danger in working really, really hard and grinding 20 hours a day and looking at all the tape and doing all the dotting all the I's, crossing all the T's, is that you think you can make the perfect pick, and you can't make the perfect pick. There is no perfect pick. you got to go with your gut. Go to the combine. Talk to guys. Watch them. Go through the drills. If somebody wows you, great. If not, go to whatever now is kind of the equivalent of what Ike and Jonesy's used to be downtown. Grab a couple of beers, dance with some lady, have a nice time. What the hell? You know what I mean? Don't get too lost in the weeds to see what you need to see in order to make a great pick or a good pick. Good, you know what? Uh, Good's the enemy of great. But good's also the enemy of mediocre. Good sometimes is good enough. Making the obvious choice that anyone would make is oftentimes the best tack in a draft or in any kind of a hire. So do that. Chris Ballard drives me crazy. Chris Ballard does this. Chris Ballard's, um, I'm going to call it arrogance driven by insecurity. Anytime anybody asks him kind of a tough question, he attacks the media. He goes straight at Kevin Bone. Kevin asks Tough questions. And Chris Ballard doesn't like it. So Chris Ballard gets a little bit churlish with Kevin Bowen. It's ridiculous. It is not fitting a man of his position. You're in charge, so act like it. Behave like it and go get the right damn quarterback for once. All right? In 25 years, 25 years of football with the Indianapolis Colts, last 25, Go back to nineteen ninety eight. What has been the f- five or six losingest years the contiguous the Chris Ballard era? Stop it. Your resume does not allow arrogance. Go earn your arrogance, like Pollian did. Nobody was more arrogant than Poland. Nobody was more insecure than Polyon. But Pullian went to three Super Bowls with the, bull, with the Bills, and then there was a fourth the year after he left when almost everybody there was his, right? Um, it, Ryan Grigson, was he? Like 49 and 33? That ain't bad. That's okay, you know? Not a bad record. 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 8 and 8, 8 and 8. eight, and eight. It's all good. Chris Ballard, what do we got? We're coming off four twelve and one. So lose the arrogance. All right, make a good pick. Doesn't need to be great. We're gonna fool them all. Ben Panagoo. Remember in that video, they're all happy. We got them both. Woo! Yeah. All right. And and Chris, I I like Chris Ballard. I want him to succeed. But my God, enough already. A game of great interest tonight in the Big Ten. You've got Michigan at Illinois. That's 7 o'clock on ESPN, and the reason it's of great interest is Indiana is going to play Michigan on Sunday, and if Illinois beats Michigan, you are going to have a large number of teams that are tied. You're going to have eight teams tied with eight losses. The one outlier in that group is Michigan State because of a game that was uh, canceled postponed at the time they're not going to make it up when would they make it up um, so that's eight with eight. how does Indiana go from 11 and eight to then be in, in in this log jam of eight teams with eight losses? how do they get a double buy Purdue's in as a double buy they have won. All by themselves, the Big Ten regular season title. Congratulations to Matt Painter and his group of Boilermakers. But everybody else, the next eight teams are all fighting for a double bye. Indiana's got to beat Michigan, and then they need some help. They need, it would be nice, they don't absolutely need, but it would be nice if Illinois beat Michigan tonight. Then you've got IU Michigan, Indiana wins. Uh, Penn State hosting Maryland. Maryland is one of the teams tied, but Penn State is on the bubble. Penn State is really good at home, and they could beat Maryland. It would be nice if they did. Michigan State playing Ohio State. You know what? That game's on Saturday. The rest are on Sunday. Ohio State's playing pretty good basketball right now. Um, it would be – but if Indiana wins, it kind of blocks Michigan State – from overtaking Indiana and taking a double bye that would otherwise belong to the Hoosiers. You've got Iowa and Nebraska. Who the hell knows? I don't know about Iowa can play like basketball gods one game, and then like absolute crap the next game. Who knows what's going to happen against Nebraska in Iowa City. You've got Purdue against Illinois at Mackey Arena. I'd like to see Purdue win that game. That would help the Hoosiers. Then you've got Rutgers and Northwestern playing against each other. So one's going to win, one's going to lose. One stays with Indiana if Indiana wins and finishes the Big Ten at 12 and 8. The other one drops beneath. So you you can get to fifth in the Big Ten just on your own by winning, but they're going to need a little bit of help or tiebreaker help to ascend further than that. We'll see if they're able to do it. But like I said in the beginning, in the open, you know what, if Mike Woodson can't get this team to play with uh, a little bit of connectivity and a little bit of communication and all of that, it really doesn't make any difference. If they don't play like they care about the game and what the result of the game is going to be, it doesn't matter whether they're the the three seed in Chicago or whether they're the eighth seed in Chicago. It just doesn't matter. And then in the NCAA tournament, it's not going to matter whether they're a four seed or a seven seed or whatever the hell. It's just not going to matter. Jerry Palm right now has Indiana as a four seed. Uh, Purdue, Wisconsin, tonight, the Boilermakers, they've already – that game is at uh, 9 o'clock tonight. Boilermakers, they've already wrapped up the Big Ten title. Is that interesting to you? It's not interesting to me. I don't like watching Wisconsin play basketball. I think they're ridiculous. Pacers at the Spurs. Pacers are six-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the (laughs) Spurs. What does that say about Greg Popovich's group? What it says is they suck. They're terrible. The Spurs are awful, and they're even worse because Keldon Johnson is out with an injury. So Greg Popovich, man, when he had Timmy Duncan and Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker and and David Robinson for a little bit of that time, boy, he was a good coach. But when they all started to retire, Greg Popovich all of a sudden looked like Frank Vogel. You know what I mean? Not in behavior. They are completely opposites in terms of personality, but holy moly. You know, what? Like Greg Popovich, it's kind of like Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson wasn't a great coach. He coached great players. He was really good at getting jobs where great players were playing during their peak. that That's what Phil Jackson was great at. Doesn't matter who the hell's a... You know, I think really from a qualitative standpoint, you could throw a hoop around all 30 NBA coaches, and you know what? You wouldn't know the difference between one and the other. Like, they're all the same guy. It's players who win games in the NBA. It is not coaches. So we'll see what happens tonight with the Pacers. They've won two in a row on the road already. They are in a a dangerous spot where they may play themselves, win themselves out of a chance for Victor Wembenyama, which would be very, very, oh, so very sad. Tomorrow morning, breakfast with Kent bright and early. And by bright and early, I mean before the ass crack of dawn. At 6.15 is when we usually start rolling. And then, of course, Sterling in the morning on WGCL in Bloomington. Uh, You can get it 13.70 a.m., 98.7 FM, or you just log on to WGCLradio.com and click to listen. How about them apples? I'm going to go. I don't know. I may dance in the backyard. Here. You know what? Dancing in the backyard sounds like a good idea. I don't think it's so. Is it wet out here? It's not too wet. We're dancing. We're windmilling all afternoon long. I'm going to do this until the neighbors call the cops. That's what I'm going to do.
0: It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say.